and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I am joined by Adam Kinsman. Adam is the county attorney and a very frequent guest on the podcast back in the day. Welcome, Adam. Well, uh, glad to be here. Um, I, I noticed that you haven't invited me back since COVID, so it's been since, what, 2019 or so? Yeah, I think so. And I think that, um, you know, everything is completely different now than it was the last time. First of all, you're on camera. And so this, this, it is different. And this will go not only on our podcast channel and on the website and on social media, but it also gets to play on the County's cable channel and also on youtube.com slash James city County. So Adam, you're going to be everywhere. I know you're already a star, but you're going to be even more of a star now. I was waiting for the, we had talked about getting a green jacket for my five time, uh, but I, I, I don't have that. No. No, you do not. Now, I will tell you, and this is very difficult, and I should wait until the end to tell you this. I think you've been surpassed just because we had COVID stuff and we had people come on to talk about COVID stuff and all of that. But so it's, since it's been a while, I should probably ask you, what have you been doing since 2019? Anything? No, not really. Just kind of hanging out. What have you been doing since 2019? You know, about, about the same. Uh, you know, I've caught COVID a few times, so that's always good. That's always good. But you're feeling well now, and yes, ma'am, we're we're ready and and into the new year, and and everything's new. Let's see. Since the last time we talked, I have a new assistant county attorney, mm-hmm. uh, Andy Dean, started with us a few months ago. It's it's been fantastic. We are finally uh, uh, fully staffed here in the office, and that means we get to do all kinds of great legal work, and I can pay more attention to general assembly. Very good. Which is what we're going to talk about. But I have been asked to ask you the question, if a citizen has just a general legal question, they can call you, right? So you must have talked to our paralegal, Ray. <laughs> yeah, that, I did. That sounds like a planted question. <laughs> it is. No, so a lot of folks um, confuse us with uh, public defenders or a public attorney's office. We are only authorized to give legal advice to the Board of Supervisors and to county staff. Um, so we do get a lot of telephone calls asking us for that and and raise very good about sending them over to legal aid or or any of the other local um, private law firms. So yes, we we are unable to answer anybody's legal question. Okay. And can I tell you a paralegal joke that my husband made up? I'd like to hear that. What does a paralegal do? Like Ray's not listening, so I don't know. Twice as much as a legal does. <laughs> Fair enough. We yeah. would all agree with that here. Yes, my my husband came up with that. I'm very proud. He's going to keep his full time day job though, so that's a good thing for all of us. That, that has VRS attached to it, so it's a good. <laughs> exactly. So, as you've mentioned, Adam, it is that time of year that happens every year where the General Assembly reconvenes and things get very interesting and busy for you and your office. Can you tell us what all's going on? Sure. It, it's, uh, it is that time of the year. Uh, January is always crazy for this office. Um, we have Conflict of Interest Act. Uh, documentation has to be turned in every year. Uh, uh, certain people in the government have to do conflict of interest statements, and uh, they all come through our office. There are a bunch of them. They're incredibly uh, complicated and difficult to do. So we have that. And then on top of that, we have General Assembly. So January is always just a really hot month here. Um, but it doesn't really start in January. It starts back, the General Assembly uh, materials all start back in October, November, 
And that's when our Board of Supervisors adopts their legislative program every year. Um, the way that's built, I just kind of keep a running list throughout the entire year of things when the board members will bring it up and say, because it usually happens in February or March, they say, hey, uh, we should add this to our legislative program. And so I try to put it all into one category and then come uh, September or so, I remind the board of all the things that they mentioned throughout the year. And that becomes the basis of what our legislative agenda will be. And so they adopt one every October or November, kind of depends on the board's agenda. Uh, and then we forward that out to our legislators. Um, this year, a lot of the, as you can imagine, a lot of the issues are, are sort of carry over uh, certain things that we support other people's legislative agendas like VML and VACO. Those are our partners up there in Richmond. Um, let me interrupt. What does VML and VACO stand for? The Virginia Municipal League and okay. Virginia Association of Counties. Okay. So the Virginia Municipal League is mostly cities, although there are a few counties in there, including us. And VACO is all counties. Okay. And so we all share some common interests and common threads, and they carry that uh, those ideas up to the General Assembly every year. So we just have a statement in there that we support theirs. Um, but the board does new ones every year. Uh, this particular year, you have to pardon me while I read, mm -hmm. uh, we added about five new ones. Uh, first one was the board wished to amend the Virginia Code to extend the 40-foot no-contact rule for the voting centers to include the entire building, not just the entrances. So right now, if people go to our vote center over um, the new one over there by the courthouse, uh, depending on how close you are to voting season, you'll see a little painted line and an arc around the door. So we just take a measuring tape and we, we have to do it around the doorways. Um, we think the board thought that it would be a little easier to um, both measure out and uh, monitor throughout the year. If we just did 40 feet around the whole building, um, that was not picked up by any of our legislators. Okay. So that just sort of sits on our legislative program. Maybe it'll appear next year. Uh, one and of the things, Let me yeah. interrupt again. I'm sorry. And when you say that it's not picked up, you're meaning that none of the legislators were like, okay, this, this is something that I want to sign my name on and have as a proposed bill. Is that what that's, you mean? That's correct. So we okay. have this list and what we do um, after we, we generate the list, we'll send it out to all of our legislators and say, hey, here's what the board is interested in. And we certainly hope that you'll be willing to um, carry one of these bills, which is to uh, basically put it into a legal format and then run it through the General Assembly. Gotcha. Um, and they're not always uh, all picked up. Sometimes we get a number of them. Sometimes we don't get many of them. It just depends. This year, uh, I think we had about two or three of them that were picked up. Okay. Um, so this was not one of them. One of the things that we asked for that actually all of the localities asked for um, in our ninth judicial district was to add an additional circuit court judge. Okay. Uh, our number of judges has stayed the same uh, for, gosh, probably 20, 30 years or more. And we can all imagine a lot has happened in the ninth judicial circuit in the past 30 years. That includes New Kent County, which right now is the fastest growing locality in the Commonwealth. Uh, it includes York County, which has in the past say 20 years, doubled in size. James City County 20 years ago was, what, 20, 30,000 people. We're now hitting 80,000. And so there's just a lot of those um, localities have grown a whole lot. And the judges, the number of judges stayed the same. And so it's put a huge workload on them. And they asked us to consider 
uh, all of us to put that on our agendas and see if we can get the General Assembly to authorize another judge. And so that did happen. All localities put it on there. I know that each of our legislators also picked that up and put that in. I think Senator Diggs is, is the first one to be heard relatively soon. So we're, we're hopeful for that. And I know the judges are too. Um, we had one where we said requested uh, a bill to relax or eliminate maintenance and construction standards and regulations imposed upon low hazard dams, which is a mouthful. Mm -hmm. There are, when we think of dams, at least I always think of the Hoover Dam, something huge, um, but in dam safety regulations, dams can be very small that become regulated. And so we have a number of very small regulated dams in James City County, including one that's probably familiar to most people over at Jolly Pond. Mm -hmm. These are old earthen dams that have been around for many, many years. Uh, that particular one has cypress trees growing on either side of it. And it, it's very picturesque. However, from an engineering standpoint and uh, a regulatory standpoint, all of those things are bad. Okay. They don't put trees on there. They would rather than be uh, fortified with some sort of permanent uh, concrete or uh, uh, steel or something like that, not earthen. And there's just, there's a lot of concern about those breaking. And uh, we're thinking that some of those regulations are, are draconian. And if you look downstream and there's nothing there, then maybe the value of having the aesthetic value, the historic value of having these earthen dams outweighs the need to over in our mind over engineer them so we're hoping um, to get something for that and delegate uh, batten did carry that uh, in not as legislation to change the rules but to make it into a study over the summertime okay um, I'll, I'll take a moment and sort of go aside on that a lot of the general assembly work is done over the summer uh, our general assembly is one that's part-time and so they only operate for a few months out of the year and uh, this year, we've got more than 2,000 bills that are filed. Wow. So you're not getting all of your work done between January and, say, May. You're getting a lot of your work done between May and December. Okay. And so there are always a number of study groups that happen. And hopefully, you get all of these disparate interests together that come together with a bill that makes everybody okay, if not happy. Mm -hmm. And then that's carried by someone that takes it to the legislature and says, hey, we recognize that this involves folks from dam safety, folks from the county, but they've come up with this idea and it has a much greater chance of getting through. Okay. I'll take this as an aside. Uh, I work with the Local Government Attorneys Association of Virginia, and we have been on a study group for two years now that has come up with a bill that was passed last year. And then we're hoping to have one this year uh, where we got together with uh, folks from the FOIA Council, the Virginia Freedom of Information Act Council, um, the newspaper folks, and local governments, planners, uh, Home Builders Association of Virginia. I was trying to think there's a whole lot of us on it to try to harmonize all of the um, advertisement regulations that are in the Code of Virginia. I have, I wish I could, I don't have it with me. My, my section of the code has a cheat sheet in front of it that's just for advertisements because they're all so different. Mm -hmm. And we all had this idea that we can, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Let's try to get all of this together. And uh, it's taken two years to do that. We did it the first year, May got, got the law passed. And then as one would expect, we ran into some issues with the implementation. So we're fixing some of the problems that were created and then hopefully fixing the rest of the references in the code. 
Um, and so that's just something that happens over the summer. So we're hoping with Delegate Batten's bill that we can do the same thing with dams. Okay. Trying to think of a couple other maybe big ones. Um, one of the things that the board discussed at its meeting yesterday, my days are getting mixed up. I think it was yesterday was Tuesday. So yes, we talked about it yesterday, um, was doing municipal trash service. Okay, one right. The sections in the Virginia code requires a five-year notice to existing um, trash companies before you can uh, say that we're gonna take over and provide the only service in the county. And so one of our thoughts was to remove the five-year notice and move it back to one year. Uh, Delegate Green carried that bill and it was uh, killed in subcommittee okay. on a unanimous vote. So a lot of the bills, as you know, we have uh, two sides to the General Assembly, the, the, the House of Delegates and the, or, um, the, the Senate. And what happens is they go into whichever legislator takes it. So if it's one of our delegates, it goes into, um, into that system. And then it goes to a subcommittee. The subcommittee reports to a committee. The committee reports to the whole body. A lot of bills die in subcommittee. Okay. And this was one of them. Okay. Which is why it's really important for us to know what's going on early in the, uh, in the process. Right. And then really... I see the last one that we had was to remove the spending cap on school support positions. The General Assembly has a, a cap on that. Um, that was not picked up this year. So okay. kind of a lot going on just from you know one document that the board adopts in October. Absolutely. Now, Adam, there may be some people that are new to our area or don't really pay a whole lot of attention to the General Assembly and all of that each year. Why is it that the county has to go to them to get all of this permission? So we are one of the very few states in the um, United States that follows the Dillon rule of construction. So a lot of your Western states, uh, folks that have moved over here from California, um, all, all those over there tend to be home rule states. Okay. So their codes are written to say what you can't do. Okay. If it doesn't say you can't do it, then you can do it. Okay. In Virginia, however, under the Dillon rule, we have to look for permission in the code itself. And okay. so the permission isn't there. We pretty much assume that we don't have it. And so if you come up with a new and innovative idea, then you need to go to the General Assembly to get them to change the code to allow us to do that explicitly. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. I think that that's something that we kind of take for granted that because we've been here for so long that people don't realize that. Um there's also, and I'm just going to throw some little questions out. There is a day, and I don't know why I get so excited about it. It's just, it seems like it's a monumental day when it's crossover day. And so what is that? And when does that happen? And why is that important? So I don't know the exact date that moves, okay. moves around a little bit, but um, that is the day when all the bills have to be decided in each side. Okay. And so that's really when you see... Um, so everybody will uh, introduce at least one or two bills that you know aren't getting passed that constituents just ask for. Mm -hmm. um, those die in subcommittee typically. Uh, and then once sort of the, the cream has risen to the top and the bills get passed, then they sit and wait for crossover day. And a crossover day is when each side passes what they've passed over to the other side and it starts the whole process over again. So the, the bills from the House go over to the Senate, Senate goes to the House, 
then they go, just like I said before, it all goes back down to subcommittee and you start the process all over again. So, uh, you know, when we're watching one of our bills, make it through subcommittee, make it through committee, make it through the house, you know, you can't get excited because right. you're only halfway there and right. wait for crossover day. It happens. And then the whole process starts over again. Well, now I have to ask, because when I picture crossover day, I picture wagons and pages, you know, dragging the wagons back and forth between the buildings. Does that happen or is that just in my head? Well, there's a lot of balloons, I think. Balloons. <laughs> I love that. Balloons <laughs> and streamers. Um, that or it's just a computer thing that sends over bill numbers from one side to the other. But well, balloons are more fun. I think so. Absolutely. And so then I know that we'll probably have you come back around crossover day. So you can let me know how we're doing on that, if any have survived it. And then why, here's a, just a general Renee question. Why is there sometimes a short session? And then every other year there's a long session. What's the, how did that come to be? I don't know. That's just okay. how we do it here. Um, so this is, this is a long session. Mm -hmm. And this one's going to be something of a wild session because of the recent redistricting after the census, we had all of our districts change. And so we ended up with a lot of retirement out of the General Assembly. They lost a lot of institutional knowledge this year. And we ended up with a lot of new representatives representing new areas. And so uh, along with that came a lot of bills. And I don't know that there's any limits on the ones that they file now, just a time limit. So we have more than 2,000 bills that got filed that we're trying to keep an eyeball on. Um, and then you'll have the short session, which is next year. That one, they're all limited in how many they can put uh, in the system. And so, uh, you know, if we have some, some wild ideas, we try to catch it on the long session versus the short. Um, one of the things that we did this year, the board did really to help, uh, help this office out a lot is they hired a lobbyist and we have not had a lobbyist dedicated to us, in my knowledge, ever before. Okay. I don't VML and VACO. Those guys do an awesome job up there, mm -hmm. but they're also inundated with all of those different bills. And so uh, we have Troutman Sanders that's watching things for us this year. Uh, we have a list of bill categories that I've helped uh, build with them. So we have a, a general list of zoning bills, a general list of housing bills. Uh, and within that, um, they're sort of cutting all that down for me. So I don't have to look through all the things that don't have anything to do with James City County. And we can keep a watch on ones that we think are both positive and negative for the county. And we can voice our concerns or our support early on. Because again, you want to catch these things in subcommittee. If you want something to not be passed, your time to voice your opinion against it is in subcommittee, not by the time it makes it all the way to the house. Okay, okay. We're watching just a whole bunch of different bills. Okay, well, good. Well, I'm hoping that this lobbyist is going to be able to help you a great deal because I know that your office is just nonstop busy. It is. And, and it's I've, now that I've seen their system, I feel like mine was so antiquated. I would pull it all off uh, of there and I'd put it into an Excel spreadsheet and I was trying to keep track of it on Excel. They have all of these automated programs that have clickable links and all of the things that I, I wish I could do with Excel and just don't. Yeah. Um, I do think it'll make us be a lot more efficient in how we watch what's going on. Um, some of the things I, I thought I would highlight that we're watching from a, a general standpoint mm -hmm. that people may have heard about, um, every session now there's a struggle between localities and short-term rental companies. Mm -hmm. We've heard about that. 
where um, like New York City has cut down on their Airbnbs. You've got that out and I think I saw something in Palo Alto, California, where they've cut it um, back to a, a limited number of Airbnbs. Uh, James City County, about 40% of the housing stock here is zoned to have Airbnb as a matter of right. Um, but then the rest of them, we require a special use permit. And that's been really important to the board, particularly in neighborhoods that don't have homeowners associations, where they don't really have any control over what people are doing. And, and a special use permit gets the board an opportunity to look at that and see how does that fit with the neighborhood? Uh, is that in, uh, the correct space for it? Are there too many in that area? Uh, really do a specialized look in that. And so that's been really important for us to have that ability. And we do have that in the code right now. Um, as one may guess, the short-term rental companies desire to not have that. And so it's a push-pull every General Assembly where um, short-term rental companies will come in and say, we want to get rid of all zoning control. Local governments come in and say, we want more zoning control. And then we kind of end up with the status quo, which is at least okay for James City County now. Mm -hmm. um, so Airbnbs, marijuana sales is, is always one that is, I think we're all really hoping for some help with that. So you had back in 2020, the, the minor legalization of some marijuana, uh, but no legalization of the sale of it. And we're, we're having some issues where every locality is having issues with people trying to figure out how to sell it or how to sell you something else and, and give you the marijuana and not be a sale. And there's just, there's so much uncertainty in that particular area. And we were hoping for some clarity this session. I don't know that we'll get it or not. Um, and then maybe lastly, we're looking at that gray market gaming, uh, hoping for some clarity on that. For those who don't know, those are the, um, those are the machines that you see in convenience centers mostly. Um, I've never actually played one, but it looks like a slot machine. And I, yeah. I think- Not convenience centers. That's where you take your recycling. Convenience stores. Okay. <laughs> I'm always thinking convenience center. Uh, um, those are the ones that have all the graphics on there and they're always pushing buttons and things. Uh, those are known as gray market gaming. They were legal at one point, then illegal currently, but the General Assembly, I've seen some bills where they're trying to make it legal again. So we're just trying to figure out what to do with that. Um, currently, our Commonwealth attorney has gotten together um, with both localities. We're not doing anything with the games that are there now because it seems like a whole lot of effort to go through, cite them, have them take the games out when it may be that they become absolutely legal again in two or three months. So we're just putting a pause on that to see what the General Assembly does. But those are really kind of the big ones that we're, we're looking for. And we always pay attention to um, any laws that have to do with our zoning authority, any laws that have to do with school funding, those are the sort of blue chip ones that we look for every year, but those that I identified are really the specific ones we're hoping for clarity. Well, Adam, I think that is so interesting. And I think that it shows this whole part of government operation that people don't think about until all of a sudden it becomes a law and or part of the code. And I didn't realize until you said this today, the amount of out of session work that happens and it makes sense because you can't get a whole different group of people to agree on something beginning in January and have it be ready to be passed, you know, in a couple of months time. And so I think that that is definitely work that happens that 
a lot of people have no idea. And thank you and your office for keeping an eye on all of that and working on all of that. I think that that's pretty impressive. It's fun. It's uh, it's an opportunity to do something a little bit different than what we do here. You know, just locally, we get to go a little bit broader. Um, it's fun to think about the implication of new laws. And, and once you've been here for a while and had we done podcasts back in when I first started, I would have had a lot more hair and it was a lot darker and I wasn't wearing glasses. Um, <laughs> you know, once you've been here like 20 years, I'm, I'm starting to get some telephone calls from VML Vaco and say, hey, just out of curiosity, what do you think about this? And it's fun to think about how something would affect all of us in the Commonwealth, uh, just us in James City County specifically. Um, as for the studies, I will say, in, in my experience, those make for the best laws. Mm-hmm. Those are Absolutely. ones that really, all of us have kicked it around. Uh, the, the public advertisement ones have just been a labor of love for me. And you get to know different groups that you wouldn't have otherwise talked to. And you become very friendly with them. The Home Builders Association of Virginia uh, and James City County have something of a history. I had a Supreme Court case that involved them many years ago. And so I will admit in my mind, I always thought of them as a sort of anti-James City County. Well, ends up that I've worked with them on this advertisement bill and we're very good friends. And it's it, we have exchanged information since then and kind of worked on other bills. It's been great to get to know them. Um, gosh, we worked with the Press Association to basically remove some of the wording that gets into the newspapers. They were perfectly fine with it. They said, hey, you know, we, we get it. We understand that... Um, so for zoning uh, changes, the Virginia Code is written that we have to give a general summary of what's being done. What does general summary, general summary mean? No one knows. Mm. And so being an attorney and all the other attorneys around like me, we just put a whole lot of words in there and hope it's enough. And it, it's just, it's unnecessarily vague. And the newspaper guys were like, yes, we agree. Let's work on, on wording to change that. Um, so it's, it's fun because you just, you meet other people that, you might have otherwise been on the other side of the table with, and you find out you guys have really common interests and everybody wants to get to a solution. Um, Contrast that with a bill where if, for example, we were upset about the newspaper advertisement, we just said, let's get rid of them all together and put that in there. Well, then when that gets to the General Assembly, you're immediately on the other side of the table with the newspaper people. Right. Uh, And that doesn't make it, it doesn't make for a very friendly bill, if not a very good one. So the study ones, I certainly appreciate um, though know that there are times when you can't wait a whole year. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Well, Adam, I think that's so interesting. And again, you do such a great job. I know it's been with me now. Like this, this seems like a like you're, you're doing a wrap up comment. You're like, yeah, I, I think I've had enough of you. <laughs> never, never. Years, time, we're all good. <laughs> hey, Adam. Anything else you want to talk yeah. about? Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Yes. What's, what's new? What's, what's new going on over across the hallway? Oh, gosh. For those who don't know, Renee and I are just across the hallway, but we actually don't see each other all that often. Right. That's, that's me kind of waving. Yeah. It's me. It's weird to me that I'm, I'm zooming you from, from 50 feet away. Right. But then this way it can be on TV and on YouTube and people love that. So I would have um, thought being as close as we are, you would have invited me into your office and we would have done just a, a podcast in your office, but apparently not. I want the camera. I want people to see us. It had both of us in the room. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that another time. Let's make that a summer study. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's bring everybody to the table. Yes. Um, now I will tell you, because I think you did our hundredth episode where you interviewed me. 
Did you do that? I don't know. It was so long ago. I'm, I'm getting old. I'm forgetting things. Yeah, well, same. Um, we, we're really close to 200. So, so maybe your 200th and then interview you then. I like that idea. I like that idea. Would you be good with that? I'll come up with all kinds of questions for you. <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm going to dust something off that I have not done since before COVID. And I yeah. know I've asked you this before, but I don't remember what the answers are. We've already determined that. But blue is my favorite color. Okay, great. We're going a little deeper than that. The zombie apocalypse is coming. You remember the zombie apocalypse, right? They, they occur every now and then. Yeah, every now and again. You can have three people on your zombie team. Who's on your team? Mm. Well, m- my wife, because I've now been married 25 years and I'm going to continue with that. So we're going to start off with that. Um, and let's say I would take um, you because you would be able to get all the news out to everybody that we needed help. Smart. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. And then I'm going to take Ray because we've already established she's my paralegal and does twice the amount of work that I do. And so I could <laughs> delegate all of the zombie killing work to her. I love but it. I'd sit in the back with the county code and make new codes about how you couldn't have zombies anymore. And that always fixes it. I think that that is probably the best answer and the strongest team I've ever heard. Thank you. If, if nothing else, it was diplomatic. And I, I stayed married. I have a, a <laughs> paralegal who's still happy with me. And you don't put funny faces on this podcast when you get to edit it. Right. See, you got to think, Renee. I, you, I, I cannot even, oh my goodness. So now I'm a little worried about having you because I'm going to need to be able to provide all of this deep thinking with the answers. So do I get the questions ahead of time? Oh, heck no, I didn't get that one at a time. You're not getting mine either. Dang it. Okay. All right. All right. Adam, I am now officially going to wrap this up. Okay, good. And I hope the viewership numbers far exceed that of the county administrator. <laughs> they may. Oh, that'll be fun. Adam, as always, thank you so much. I'm sorry that it has been so many years since we've had you on, but you're back. We're back. And Zoom is the way we're doing things now. And again, you're going to be a superstar. The duo is reunited. That's right. I love the duo. I will see you in about 15 minutes in the lunchroom. Okay. All right. Thanks again, Adam. Yeah. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please be sure to subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode. Also, tell your friends and family about us. And if you want to review us, that would be great. Um, You can review us on your podcast platform or we have a form at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. Give us show ideas, comments, critiques, ideas for questions for Adam to ask me, whatever you want. We would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next week.